0141-951-1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard Rangers survive a late scare to make it through in Europe As Steven Gerrard signs a new deal Celtic were already through and ended the campaign With an experimental team and a defeat in Romania And the Premiership returns tomorrow With a Hearts debut for Daniel Stendhal I'm Gordon Duncan Joining me tonight is Alex Ray and Hugh Keevans This time of year is not normally the best for sober reflection But understand this The champagne nights in Europe have temporarily gone for Celtic and Rangers they're back down to earth with a bang this weekend And they need to be wary Where the biggest domestic prize of all is concerned Celtic have ridden their luck big time Against Hamilton Ackies and Rangers in League and Cup They need to be better against Hibs or else And Rangers can take nothing for granted at Motherwell Or else they'll be as disappointed as they were at Petaudry and Hamden In their last two games If he stands still in this game Alex You go backwards Just how good does it feel though Alex Ray To have yes. two teams in European competition Into the new year Sum up that achievement Yeah it is a massive achieve- achievement Gordon When you consider You look at both uh, groups Really strong groups Well known European teams Celtic have won it at a canter with games to spare uh, Playing a lot of their fringe players last night Rangers got over the line as well last night When you consider a couple of years ago You know they were on their knees against Progress Nidacon We've got a lot of games to speak about tomorrow Potential draws It's all there gone I mean Hugh Keevans How many years have you been on this show And we have rightly sometimes criticised Our team's performances in Europe But to be heading into 2020 Knowing that we've got both teams in the competition And looking at some of the possibilities Some of the teams they may get it really is worth celebrating and, and worth acknowledging just how big that achievement is. Without question. Uh, they are a credit to themselves. They are a credit to the country. They have come a long way in a short space of time. Uh, and the results that they have gathered along the way against opposition that might normally have provided a major obstacle for not to be sniffed at. I mean, Celtic were up first last night, Alex Ray. Yes. To, to touch on that before we hear from Stephen Gerrard, the thought of a Scottish team being home and host so early yeah. that you can give debuts to teenagers and play guys that haven't had much football to be able to do that in European competition speaks volumes for the position Celtic got themselves in. Obviously, yeah. it wasn't an ideal outcome last night, but I'm yeah. sure Neil Lennon still had plenty to think about. Yeah, but the positive, Gordon, is these guys have got uh, your young boy Robertson, very tidy in the middle of the park. First time I've seen him, Hugh, so oh. thrown in. Dumbelli comes into the mix late on as well. The one guy that stands out uh, for me is uh, Mikey Johnson. He is a player to be reckoned with. He's actually what, just over 50 games or so for Celtic. Uh, and I think his development is one to watch going forward. You look at Christie uh, a couple of years ago, a bit spindly, similar stature. And then you're looking Christian now. He can take a lot of lessons, and he's the next one big, the next big one coming through for Celtic. Oh one four one nine five one one zero two five. That's the number you need to get in touch tonight. So don't hang about. What do you make of the European success? You can look back in the full campaign. You can talk to us about last night specifically, or maybe even who you want in Monday's draw. We'll give you some of the possibilities soon. Oh one four one nine five one one zero two five, and on Twitter we are at Clyde SSB. Was it nervy? For you and everyone involved last night, Alex. Yeah, yeah I think um, let's just put it this way, Gordon. It was a game of two halves. I think the first half they were magnificent. You were looking for a response, getting out of the blocks, 
uh, and they terrorised uh, young boys for that period. Uh, and again, it's the concern for me that when they have that much dominance and good chances, you're thinking you have to put it to bed because you know at some time throughout a game, teams like that will have a period. And uh, it's a bit of sweet one, Gordon, because obviously the idea was to get through to the last 32. They've managed to do that. Finances and things, it's good for the club as well. It's good for the profile. Then you look at when they throw on a giant and it's a concern because when you look at uh, Cosgrove a couple of weeks ago, Aberdeen go a bit more direct. Young boys last night and then they couldn't hold out. And I think that was disappointing because it was there to be, uh, you know, at the top of the tree. Nervy on the night, Hugh, but oh. once the dust settles, once you take a step back, what about the, the bigger picture for Rangers? Everyone spoke about that massive week that was coming up. It didn't start well, dropping points in Aberdeen. It certainly didn't continue well with a good performance, but losing the cup final... So how important was it to just get over the line No matter how you get there Get over the line last night and progress to the next round In general terms, very important In terms of one man in particular Alfredo Morelos Extremely important To come back from the kind of Sunday evening That he had at Hamden Against Celtic in a cup final And to score the goal uh, That more or less guaranteed That Rangers were going to the last 32 that says an awful lot about him and for him. Uh, so for Rangers, under Stephen Gerrard, they have always, without exception, done well in Europe. And he continues to do that. And in answer to your question, who the Celtic and Rangers want in Monday's draw? A soft touch. Well, we'll look at those possibilities <laughs> and we'll look at Alfredo Morelos' uh, achievements as well. But let's hear from Stephen Gerrard. Give us a call, by the way, 0141 1025, the Rangers boss says it's a magnificent achievement Making it to the knockout rounds He says no one gave them a chance of making it And now they're out to cause more shocks in the last 32 Yeah, it's a fantastic feeling Especially after the last few days um, It's been tough for myself and the staff and the players To pick ourselves up and lift ourselves up for this game And, um, you know, the boys deserve all the credit for going out there and getting it done No one gave us a chance I sat in the canteen with all the players, the squad and the staff And Porto come out Champions League team they'll beat Rangers final come out ooh what a group this is going to be no chance for Rangers young boys ooh maybe but I know young boys and they've got big experience and good players so that was a tough group Champions League experience group so for the players to get out in any way shape or form is a magnificent achievement I think we'll be the team that other teams might fancy playing against but I'm sure Porto, Final and Young Boys felt like that when the draw was made as well so one thing I can assure our supporters is when it comes round whoever it's against we'll go and give it our best shot to go and surprise a few more people Right then your chance to have your say don't hang about 01419511025 Grant is a Rangers fan he is from the Netherlands or he's in the Netherlands certainly Hi Grant Hi guys how you doing? Not too Good. bad at all how are you? What did you make of it last night? Uh is it Alex is on the panel? Just what yes, Alex yes, said. Yes, Alex. Uh, just what Alex said. You know, similar to Sunday, or sorry, uh, similar to the the cup final as well. We came out the blocks. We went for it. Uh, we died off near the end of the game. Obviously, giving them a goal last night. Uh, for that part, it isn't good enough. We need to finish off teams. For me, a lot quicker. We need to take our chances and can you know use that dominance uh, in our favour. But overall. When we've seen Messi in the group, you know, announced well a couple of months ago, you know, I've got friends who are Celtic fans and they said to me, you will not get out of the group. And I, you know, it was going to be a challenge, but I'm happy we're there. And I think it shows you the progression 
considering a couple of years ago, we you know we couldn't get past you know. Uh, don't you know, mention it. Don't mention it. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. Neither, is it Nita Corner? Yes, so call close, them? Yeah. Yeah, and I think to see two, you know, two was it two years later, two European runs later, where where we are now, it's it's it's, it's scary uh, to think how much progress we've made. And he uh, told you right to mention progress. <laughs> but as Grant quite rightly points out, yeah. Hugh, you you can see that progression. Yeah, you go from not even getting there. You then get yourself into the groups and do pretty well, but get put out. And then the following season, you get through the groups. So you can see that in the three consecutive seasons, that's the there's a there's a real line there, if you like, of of progression. There's no rocket science. Pedro Cachinha represented pantomime. He was a dreadful appointment. He was a dreadful manager. It led to dreadful disappointment. And then came a proper football person. Who, although he had no managerial experience uh, Was rich in experience of domestic and European football And has brought that to bear at Rangers And has bought well And has generally recruited well And there, it's all there for everyone to see And when Stephen Gerrard said Oh, Porto, you never get past them Fire or oh dear uh, And young boys I say the same of Celtic Lazio from Serie A Rennes from France And clues you put Celtic out of the Champions League qualifiers It's just a pity that the supporters of Celtic and Rangers Will not give each other credit for what they have done But well, Some do, we'll, to be fair we'll I think all, you're we'll, being... all, well, we'll all get over that uh, Just before we get Grant's uh, second point Alex, yeah. Grant brought up initially About Rangers sort of um, performances or form at the moment If you like, it's been, it's been a, a strange week Because actually that's three games in a row Where they haven't managed to win Yep any of the three But there have been Plenty moments within yeah. those games That have been Encouraging, encouraging. So how, how do you view it at the moment? Uh, I think Stephen Gerrard Will be frustrated for starters Gordon I think uh, When you look at the The disappointment Of dropping two points Against Aberdeen Having been in a very good position And again That goes back to the Dealing with The, the long balls The physical side of that uh, I think the, the cup final You know In terms of performance Throughout really You know I know they dipped off After they missed the penalty but in the main they had most of the ball But didn't actually do anything with it That would be a frustration And then you look at the performances In, the, in terms of the level of the performances You'd be delighted The results are no sure Because uh, obviously the point gets them over the line last night But I think they'll be looking And Hugh touches on it upon there You know about the, the last couple of managers at Rangers Hugh, And it's very valid When Stephen Gerrard came in I had a ding dong with a, a well known uh, journalist About standards for me, they two managers didn't understand what the standards were. Yeah. I listen to Stephen Gerrard speaking now, and he goes, "Aye, okay, we got we got what we wanted, but it's Rangers, and we need to be like, look for more." So you're continually to try and push that bar higher. And for me, he'll be looking to try and get his players to go again because he knows that he own one things. He'll have to continue to raise these standards. Grant, on you go. I just two points. Well, two points I want to upon is what what he was saying earlier about Rangers and Celtic. I think. You know, I'm a diehard Rangers fan, but I can put my hand up and say, you know, well done to both Rangers and Celtic for getting out of their groups. I, I can't remember the last time both old firm teams got in. You know, we're playing football after Christmas, and I think a lot of teams around the world, around Europe, mostly have to step up and go, yeah, okay. You know, the Scottish League isn't the greatest. We all know that, but Rangers and Celtic are holding their own this year, and it, it's been it's beneficial for everybody because it's good football and it's it's good to see both old firm teams. You know, making you know, making it. Uh, what 
uh, thingies. What uh, about about Steven Gerrard? Pedro was a joke, an absolute joke. Didn't understand what it was. You know, bringing a, a skin into Scottish football doesn't sound, you know, doesn't sound normal to me. But Steven Gerrard seems to, you know, he knows what it's about. He knows the game. He wasn't. He's never been a manager, but I don't think that makes a difference because the guy is football through and through. Uh, but my point on Gerard was I want to ask the panel just see, where does he rank in terms of English managers who are in the game right now? Because a lot, you know, you look a lot of the English guys have dropped off. They've been obviously replaced by a lot of foreigners, especially in the Premier League. Where does Gerard rank in these guys? Because Gerard is playing like a four-three-three. He wants to press. He's playing, you know, a high line, and a lot of English managers haven't done that. So I'm just curious where 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 is Gerard in terms of. It's not you know, good possible. question. Good question. I don't think it's possible, Grant, to to say where he would rank in terms of English football because at a managerial level he hasn't had a go at it yet. I would look at Frank Lampard at Chelsea, who had a year at Derby, and is doing a fine job at Chelsea, and I would say that Steven Gerrard is capable of doing what Frank Lampard is currently doing. What he has to do is first of all win something with Rangers and then his profile is even higher I have no doubt in my mind although he has signed an extension to his contract at Rangers I have no doubt in my mind that his ultimate destination is the English Premier League Well we'll maybe look at that situation a bit later on because we will turn our attentions to the contract scenario Thank you to Grant in the Netherlands for his call, Stephen Gerrard says he knew Alfredo Morelos would bounce back from his final disappointment. He also says the striker is one of the players of the tournament so far. Yeah, I'm not surprised. Uh, people asked me in the press conference yesterday, uh, how do I think he'll react and how's he been over the last couple of days? Alfredo's Alfredo. He's a born goal scorer. You know, he's not he's human being. Some days he, he's not going to be able to be the hero. But this year in this competition... Um, He's got to be up there with players of the tournament so far. I mean, big goals um, against tough opposition, um, very important goals, and you know he, he deserves all the all the headlines he's going to get. Um, but I had no doubt that he was going to bounce back because that's the that that's what I see in him, um, and that's what I've seen over the course of the eighteen months. If he gets a lot of praise, he's right back on it again to perform. He's very humble with it. And um, if he gets criticism for whatever reason, um, he, he, he tends to uh, put it behind him uh, and do his best for the team. And Again, he's came big for us, so credit to him. And he is, of course, now the top scorer in the group stages of the Europa Leagues. Let's go straight back to the phones and speak to Gav, who's in Drumchapel. Hi, Gav. Hi, how are you doing? Thanks for taking my call. Not a problem. What's on your mind? Um, just about the game last night. Obviously, I'm happy uh, Rangers and Bills. I'm happy Celtic are through as well because it would put the coefficient up for the, the kind of how many teams that um, Scotland will get into the Champions League. But uh, last night as well, I was a bit towards the end of the game. Um, you're thinking, is this going to get taken away from us? Don't they, they? I think the game should have been finished with it a lot earlier than what it was because they, they had a few chances. To be fair, I think there were half chances, but there were still plausible chances of scoring goals. Um, but do you think there's anything that Stephen Gerrard can do to kind of motivate the teams to finish the games half quicker? Because it just seems as if they're dominating the entire game. Maybe 80 minutes they were dominating last night, for, and then the last 10 minutes it looked as if they dropped back. Because I was uh, watching it on the, the telly, and Ali McCoy's basically hit the nail on the head. 
it just says why are they defending so deep and it, it was urging the players to get forward but that's uh, that's like the goal one. The, yeah. the goal was yeah. because they dropped back too much. Yeah, the, the, it's a natural uh, thing to do for teams when they've got a one 0 lead. You see it time after time, and it's not just Rangers. But obviously, the, the the example you're putting is last night. For me, they have to get further up the pitch because when you're playing against a tall guy, a flick on in and around about your box obviously becomes a lot more problematic to deal with. And uh, you would like that to maybe 30, 40 yards away so you can deal with it better. Uh, going back to your original point about more ruthless. Other players have to pitch in more so than Morelos because you can't keep relying on him. I, I take the point on board that he is always in the position and he gets into good opportunities. And you wouldn't say there was any glaring chances as such last night. However, I just feel as if they have to be more ruthless when they've got so much more of the ball and just put teams to bed. And uh, it would make life so much more easier. And if you obviously the last couple of games prior to last night as well, prime examples and. You, you don't want that to become a habit uh, for Steven Gerrard will be looking to try and get other guys to, to pitch in. Mm. Did, I think, did he have one that hit the goalkeeper's legs? Was that before the goal, wasn't it? Remind me. I'm trying to think. It was on a kind of tight angle and he took it the pass from Aribo. Goalkeeper saved it. Anyway, he gets the goal in the end, Hugh. I was oh. just trying to remember which order it happened and I think it was that. Um, he's now the top goal scorer in the group stages of the Europa League. Yeah. It's remarkable. I, I read uh, in the... Papers on Monday morning That Alfredo Morelos Would be haunted That was the word That yeah. kept coming back Haunted By what happened to him Against Celtic Well he wasn't Because he scored The all important goal But you saw the celebration Didn't you It was almost An apology And acknowledgement yeah, yes. Of what had yeah. happened On Sunday So it clearly had Enough of an impact on him That he felt oh, yeah. the need to do that Yeah that's fair enough um, But He got there And Rangers they, The pressure on Rangers I think going into that game Was enormous because they had lost a cup final They should have won it They could easily have won it They blew it Of that there is no question So the pressure on them was enormous Against young boys Because to fail to qualify For the last 32 On a night when Celtic are playing 16 year olds in Romania uh, Having achieved their place in the last 32 With a game to spare uh, The pressure on Rangers was enormous And yep there were deficiencies in the display But they got there That's all that matters Gavin, just quickly before we let you go and get some travel If you look at some of the opponents Rangers could get in the next round Man United obviously stands out Inter Milan uh, Ajax Benfica Then if you go for a bit more winnable You might be looking at Malmo Linz, Ghent Teams like that Have you had the chance, Gav, to think who you might want to face? Yes <laughs> I know who I want, but it's it, it, it never worked out that way. We'll probably get hit with Man U, but who do you want? Everybody has every every game has every team has bad games, but um, I'd probably say Benfica. Mm, okay, nice, nice trip at that time oh, of year. Well, I'm not sure about that. Though. <laughs> I mean, uh, you know, the top of the league, Benfica. Yeah, aren't I mean, I'm not sure you'd want them. Um, well, you can want for a couple of reasons, can't you? you get the sort of glamour or whatever, oh, yeah, or yeah. you get—is it a, a winnable tie? But I, I think it's like it's like going through the, the rounds at uh, Wimbledon. And when you're in the round of 32, give me a soft touch. The thing is, if you look at, I think they're only a few points ahead of Porto. So you know, you look at how yeah. the Rangers did mm -hmm. against Porto. So I'm not exactly sure it's an unwinnable game. Quickly, your choices. What would you be if, you, uh, if you're going glamour? Is it is it Man United? Man United or Arsenal? And if you're going winnable. Uh, Ghent, Basel, Malmo. If you don't, the teams you don't want is Ajax and Salzburg. They two are no. Both. No. 
Gav thank you very much for the call Celtic fans what did you make of last night it was a fringe team some young players who caught your eye did anyone show that they could be playing a part in the future and on the flip side did anyone not take their chance we'll hear from Neil Lennon after the travel with Amber Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's personal injury solicitors. Getting you full compensation is their goal. Talk to Thompson's.com. Hugh Evans and Alex Ray here with me, Gordon Duncan, on tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard, reflecting on the final night of group stage action in the Europa League. And I love Paul's optimism on Twitter, Hugh. Oh. Paul is my kind of man. He says, I think both sides have shown they're capable of anything in 90 minutes, and most ties should be winnable. Bring them all on. I like that. I like Paul's. Well, Confidence. Both, both managers and both sets of players have done enough for Paul to make mm. that kind of bold statement. Yeah, I was just looking at the list again when I was going through Rangers' difficult opponents. I forgot yeah. Salzburg, which would obviously yeah, we saw them absolutely. in the Champions League. That uh, looked very good for Celtic. Take your pick. Wolves would be the old Battle of Britain. Back to Rome to face Roma, perhaps. Sporting Lisbon, Frankfurt, Getafe, Apoel. Olympiakos, Shakhtar Donetsk, Bayer Leverkusen, Ludogorets Just some of the teams Celtic could face uh, in the next round Let's hear from Neil Lennon He says the final match last night wasn't about getting more points He made nine changes for a defeat in Cluj And says quite simply he had to take a gamble I'm obviously disappointed to lose the game But in the main very pleased with what I, I got out of the game You know, In terms of you know, some of my players needed the game Some you could tell Needed the 90 minutes. Scott Robertson, he made his debut, had a terrific debut. Um, my only criticism of the performance tonight was I thought we played very well first half. I thought we were you know, very passive at the start of the second half and to, disappointed to concede from a set play. But overall, you know, we've had an amazing campaign and I'm very happy to have um, used the squad tonight because of, we have so many important domestic games coming up. It wasn't about tonight, the campaign. The campaign for us has been won, done and dusted. And obviously we've already won a trophy. And it was important that I didn't run the risk of injuries. You know, the, some of the players who've been playing a lot of games. And to give the squad some experience. And some of them will, will need that 90 minutes tonight for the games coming up. Good game for uh, Lee Griffiths, I thought. Uh, he showed that uh, he had more to offer than has been suspected since he came back after his long layoff. He is uh, a very important player because you're back to that scenario. What happens if Edward gets injured? You saw last Sunday before Edward got onto the park at Hamden the miss that he is when he's not there for Celtic. So a good night for Lee Griffiths, good night for young Scott Robertson. Scott Sinclair What was he all about You know On a night when he should have been Doing his level best To, to put himself back into Neil Lennon's thoughts He was anonymous Right well I think we'll, we'll elaborate on some of those points With Brian Who is somewhere between Strunrar and the West End Very specific The instructions I've got on the screen uh, Right Brian Who caught your eye Both in a, a good And perhaps in a bad way as well uh, definitely, like, like Hugh was saying, uh, the boy Robinson, I thought it was fantastic for his first team debut in, in, a, in an away leg uh, in, in Europe. I just thought it was, it was immense. And uh, the producer guy was asking me about a negative. Well, I can maybe concur a wee bit with Hugh, but at the same time, I don't like to be negative to a, a, a bunch of squad players who basically were put together to get the time under their belt. Like Lee Griffiths needs time to get the rest of this and everything. So overall, I thought, okay, we got beat. Don't like getting beat, but you know, having been 
already through. I think the, the performance was use, useful. Yeah. I think it's probably the best description. Is that the reality of professional football, Alex? That's the yeah. challenge because if you're not getting much game time, you might get the odd chance and you have to take it. You have to be ready to take it. But at the same time, how can you really be expected to be at your best if you've not been yes. playing and you're also pitched in at the same time as a whole bunch of other guys? Who've not been playing Is it is that difficult as a player? As in an ideal situation Gordon You'd want to be pitched in With all the guys That are up to speed uh, However I think Neil Lennon Touched on it there The importance of Trying to get minutes Into guys' legs Their result Obviously they wanted To win the game Gordon uh, And keep going In the manner we were going But when you look at The personnel Griffiths getting 90 minutes For the first time In a long time And Sham I thought was brilliant In the middle of the part I thought he dictated Things for Captain's them Captain's armband yeah, Last night really, really impressive Beaton Who has come in In fits and starts But there's another Big performance Mikey Johnson Trying to get him Back up to speed Because I think Over the coming months I think he could be Tremendous And then you look At both fullbacks You've got uh, Ball and Golly Trying to get back Into speed as well And then you've got Bauer who's actually had Limited So across the board The only real thing For me was And the, another positive For them was Bio is back on the pitch Because it gives them An opportunity mm. to see them the only thing was that I felt as if they were quite fortunate that Julian never incurred a, a yellow card. That was a slight risk due to the fact if he got a yellow and might yep. well, but it didn't work out that way. So he's managed to get away with that one. But in the main, uh, Craig Gordon back into the fold as well. So I think there's a lot of positives getting these guys up to speed. And more importantly, the guys who are sitting watching it back home get that opportunity to rest. I mean, Hugh, of course, it goes without saying you want Lee Griffiths to come in and do well and show what uh-huh. he's been missing. But in many ways, was the performance... Far less important than him simply just getting minutes Because the, With the way things are poised in the league at the moment And you've got cup finals in there as well There are going to be limited opportunities For Neil Lennon to just throw guys in purely So that they can get game time But actually that, that was an opportunity last night No one I don't think Expected Lee Griffiths to go to Romania Score a hat-trick and be the hero of the hour uh, They simply want to put those minutes in the legs That you speak of They want to know that if anything does happen to Edward, he can play a part, a meaningful part. I still think he's got a long way to go. I still think Celtic must buy a striker in the January transfer window or else they are courting disaster uh, because Edward is too important not to have an adequate understudy. Uh, Brian, have you had much chance to... Th- yeah, on you go, Brian. I was just going to uh, just uh, echo a wee bit what Hugh said. Uh, he beat me to the punch, but also I'd like to uh, congratulate uh, the young boy who came on. Uh, he didn't look like a rabbit in the headlights. Uh, young Caraboco, I just thought we felt it hand on his progression as well as he can, given the height of his early years. And I thought he, he, he done himself, he done himself proud last night. Yeah, I mean, it's always going to be a physical yeah. challenge for him at the moment, isn't it? And I think we saw that a couple of times, but I think I'm right in saying he became Celtic's youngest ever European, European uh, appearance yeah. player. It's, it's remarkable, Gordon, and the thing is, I think Neil Lennon, and you have to put it in context as well, where Celtic are as a club, you know, they've got internationals spread all over the place. So it's just about putting them in at the right time. This yeah. was a perfect opportunity just to throw them in. It was like, it's not a, no pressure as such. Uh, it, it will sample the hostility of being away as well. And as you say, Gordon, he's having to deal with men. Uh, so this will be great experience from going forward. Just before we let you go, Brian, have you had the chance to pick out a potential opponent for the next round? Uh, the bigger the better. Ooh, I'm, oh, I'm, I'm a glass half full guy. I would take I would take any high profile team. And I would take them at Celtic Park because it's turning back into uh, a bit of a cliched fortress. But certainly we're, we're confident. Mm. But Neil Lennon's did a great job. Even Wolves, Brian, <laughs> the mighty Wolves. <laughs> 
Yeah, listen, Ali, I used to play with you at Ipswich Town. Oh my so, God, uh, that's come back. A few, I thought you were going to say I was there with you know the, the good old days. No, that was uh, that's come back forty years, uh, Brian. So I know because you, you were a year below me at school. Oh, there you go. There you go. Small world. Thank you Brilliant very much, Brian. 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 From Denison, some way between Stranraer and the West End. We've Brian come. is clearly a, a gentleman with a certain vintage, and he will remember. What's uh, he trying to say about you, Alex? <laughs> yeah, well, he's well, right. It's true. That when, uh, when Celtic Park got floodlights, the first game played under the floodlights was Wolves. Uh, because Wolves were then British football royalty. They were a big, big club, and I would love to see. When Wolves. was that? It's a great. We, we need someone piece to give us that information. I, I think it was 1962, but someone will well, Brian's actually only a, tell Brian's me. the same age as Alex Ray, almost. Well, yeah. uh, someone will tell me for sure. But Celtic played Wolves. Uh, first game under the floodlights at Celtic Park. I'm trying to think what would be. Brian said the bigger the better. You yes. know, glamour. I don't really know what that would be. I mean, there, there are yes. difficult ties in there, undeniably. I don't know I think Shakhtar away Would be a difficult one You, you have the travelling The top of the tree as well But when I look at this group Gordon I was just saying to you guys During the last break It looks to me as if It was like The last game of the qualifiers To get into the Champions League You look at all the, the mm. Familiar names Copenhagen Bruges and so forth Altmar These are the type of teams That Celtic would Look to be playing The last qualifier Going into the, mm. the group stage So I think they're all winnable Wolfsburg Ninth, ninth in the league So you know There's a lot of Good ties for Celtic to get there Brian thank you very much for your call Mark is going to be next up Let's hear from young Scott Robertson He's thanking Neil Lennon for making playing for Celtic a reality The 18 year old midfielder Made his debut last night in the game against Cluj He says he could not believe he was starting It was just a dream come true for me me and my family I just played this, this sort of competition It was brilliant for me start to finish You've been on the bench a couple of times so Did you feel your chance was coming? I thought I thought maybe maybe, but I was still a bit took back by uh, yesterday when I found out I was I was starting. How would you assess your performance tonight? I thought I thought I was okay. I started the game off quite well, and then took a while for my second win to kick in. Uh, I thought my legs were maybe a bit tired, but thought I grew into the game pretty well. For a young player to be given that chance in the Europa League, that must show great faith that the manager has in you. Yeah, it's, br- it's brilliant from the gaffer to, to play these young boys. He's done it throughout his career. He's got a track record of uh, doing that, play, playing the young, youngsters. Mark and Hamilton, what did you make of his performance? Hi, Gordon. Hello. You and Alec. Yes, I'm just on the positive side, it's great to see a young kid like that playing in the middle of the park. And uh, it was nice to see Lee Griffiths getting a 90 minutes under his belt. Um, that's the positive side A couple of negatives I was listening to the boys there Ball and Golly, Sinclair and Boyer Just don't see that mm. The lad at left back's just he, or he, I know he was injured and that But he's all over the place He just does not to me He doesn't know He's meant to be playing left back He's more pushed up into left midfield And he's playing in defence And he caused the goal last night again Yeah, um, he Carry on Mark Sorry on you go Sorry Sorry Gordon And Sinclair And the right back as well Sinclair can That lad can go anytime He's Definitely not going to have any Into the plate at Celtic If I were Greg Taylor I'd have been disappointed Not to be in that Starting lineup last night I thought he merited Being in Again you've got Ball and goalie coming back From injury haven't you And you're trying to to Get the balance right But Greg Taylor's a better player And I think your obligation Is always to play The best you can uh, I think Bolingoli, I know he divides opinion. I know he started badly and then come on to a game. I'd rather have Greg Taylor for dependency. If we take Mark's opinion as being 
the right one just to, for the purposes of the discussion, Alex. That yep. that doesn't bode well for Bower or Bolingoli or Sinclair. Sinclair because there are reinforcements in those areas. Yes. We're already looking at Bower, probably the third choice. Uh, right, well, probably yeah, as the third choice right yep. back. Does this give Taylor the chance to get ahead of Bolingoli? And then, of course, you know how many wingers Celtic have got. So, if that is to be the case, and they did perform poorly, as as um, Mark says. You wonder when the next chance comes Yeah uh, Listen let's start with Bolingoli uh, I think if he's up to speed He's the number one um, You look at his appearances over the piece He uh, he probably starts uh, In terms of being so high up That's what Celtic try and encourage to do Gordon Because they try and get down the flanks uh, like most, I think Bill looked as if he, would, he needed the game badly Sinclair hasn't hardly kicked a ball here oh. and, and it's difficult because You're coming in against guys who are Right at, on the front foot and they had to get something to last night as well, didn't they? So. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, you have to put it in context. And uh, as I said, if you're coming in and you haven't played games, you want to play with the, the strongest team possible. And when you look around the Celtic team, this more or less was a reserve team and a lot of them hadn't oh. played. So you have to factor all this in. Even Celtic have to consider the January transfer window as a chance to get rid of some players and lessen mm. the wage bill. And I think Scott Sinclair comes into that category. He, without question, has been a fine player for Celtic. He's been yeah. player of the year. He has lit up Celtic Park and other grounds, but not any longer. I think I, I think when you look, sorry Gordon, I was just about to say, in terms of his finances, we're led to believe that he's one of the highest earners at Celtic Park as well. So yeah. in January, if there's a taker, you, we will see him. But going back to the Greg Taylor, did he not play against uh, the Nomads? So would he not be yeah. yeah, so he'd be. No, no, I think he's played in Europe already oh, for sorry. Celtic. Though. I was just wondering. Yeah, if, no, I think if he I'm sure that. he has. Um, right. I'll double check. The I know analysing midfielders is a favourite pastime of yours. Love what about it. young Scott Robertson? Then we just heard yes. from him. Eighteen. Couldn't believe he was starting. How did yes. he do? Gordon, uh, just listen to the boy there because uh, I, I said to you whilst uh, the the interview was coming through, was that his f- debut? To make your debut in Europe for Celtic, at eighteen year old, is absolutely brilliant. He spoke about his family being there, the excitement and so forth. And he'd done himself really uh, proud. He manipulated the ball really well. It was encouraging because when you first thing you look at, you look at is how can he handle the ball because you need to keep it at that level. And he was so tidy, neat. And uh, he, again, he will get confidence from that and he will start growing in stature because you, when you're playing with first team players like Sham, oh. you can only learn and grow as a person mm-hmm. and get confidence. And he did himself proud last night. I think night. Sham's a good story as well. You know, because this was someone who was um, possibly on his way out. Uh, who gave the indication that he wasn't all that bothered about playing in Scotland in general or for Celtic in particular and I think Neil Lennon has done a job on him and he has got him reinterested in being at Celtic first and foremost having the captain's armband last night must have meant a lot to him and uh, you could look for the, the regeneration of Olivier and Sham same, qu- same question to you Mark If you look at that list of potential opponents in the next round Is there anything that tickles your fancy? I'll take Rangers in the last 16 bud. Oh, <laughs> Can you imagine how excited Hugh Keevans will be? <laughs> Do you know, on, on these pos- this is a, the, Mark that's brilliant You're not saving it to the final though All the possible ties Hugh oh, yeah. They're already thinking about the possibility of Mark, playing against each other Save it to the, the final the Mark if you've got another point Just make it really quick if you can Amber's about to chat the door Ali, I think you were watching the game last night, the Rangers game. I, I watched both games, mate, yeah. Right. Who were the two penalty kicks for young boys last night? Uh, which ones was that? Do, if you explain the actual circumstances... Right, okay, mate. Okay. I think it was the first half the ball came into a corner kick. 
Oh, he was remember. grabbing his top. Katic was grabbing nah, his top. Was, Absolutely. I think that was the second one, mate. That's a well, penalty kick. Well, and if you're grabbing a top, a... yeah, yeah. yeah. Listen, I, I think, and I think yeah. the first one came in for a corner that came through and it hit somebody. And the arm? With a hand out. Oh, no. I've got, I've got no. to be honest with you I don't think I think when that comes through All the bodies And he's trying to kind of go I think he sees it very late And I don't think that one was I think that had been Extremely harsh Under the circumstances Comes through lots of bodies The other one did you say What was uh, the verdict uh, on that? Basically what Hams has gone He gets a handful yeah. of his shot mm-hmm. So for me that's a penalty yeah. Alright thanks to Mark In Hamilton Stephen Gerrard signed a new contract By the way So give us your thoughts on that We'll speak to you After the travel with Amber Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors They play to win Every time Talk to Thompson's.com Hugh Keevans is here Alex Ray is alongside him And we're looking back On last night's Europa League action We're also questioning Who you'd want in the next round Some fantastic ties Lying in wait We're on Twitter At Clyde SSB Paul Wilkie's on Hugh Looking back on last night He says The exercise in Romania Showed Celtic have some Great young prospects As well as minutes needed Into legs However it did show that Scott Sinclair has lost interest and Craig Gordon needs to chuck it, says Paul. Craig um, Gordon? On, yeah, according to Paul. I thought he had some good saves, Craig Gordon. Yeah, I thought he'd done and okay, I, other I, than uh, the, the pass out from the back. I also I, think Celtic have to be careful, Alec, because um, Fraser Forster, Mr. Clark Kent, Superman, uh, but... Mm. That's not to say that he couldn't get injured either Well we'll hear from Craig Gordon actually later on in the show And we can look at his situation then Gary Houston also tweeted Great to see the youth players last night I think if Celtic can avoid Shakhtar, Donetsk or Roma They have a great chance of progression Personally I'd like Eintracht Frankfurt And there we go Hugh Anthony another season another treble Says uh, <laughs> last night was a free hit um, But in the, another tweet that he sent Which is the one you were looking for Tell Hugh it was Monday the 12th of October 1959 59 wow. was it Wolves had won the English title Two years in a row They went on to win 2-0 And if you ask me It was only because Willie Fernie Bobby Collins And Bobby Evans Had all left the club At the same time <laughs> <laughs> That's well, a brilliant response I'm going to have to bow to Anthony and your superior knowledge On this one I don't remember well, Bobby Collins Had gone to Leeds What a great player he was There we go I'm trying to think How old you would have been In 1959 Alex Yeah I was about 14 Um because Hugh had you remembering this game earlier on On a serious note well, that, that, No I know because you actually The, the call up as a Brian Come uh-huh. on and, he, yeah. and uh, he says Yeah it was around about that time I'm looking 62 Getting yourself on a wee When were you born? 69 <laughs> 10 years previously <laughs> Hugh's got you remembering the game Brian Tough uh, paper round Right 01419511025 Some other breaking news today Is that Stephen Gerrard has signed a new deal at the club He's yes. extended his stay um, I like the fact that In completely unrelated news Jurgen Klopp Has extended his stay At Liverpool uh-huh. And people have started Putting two and two together well, Is listen, that the sort of thing That interests you? Contract <laughs> extensions Are Nice stories at the time They don't actually Mean very much Because uh, If you Don't want to see out Your contract And somebody comes in And you fancy it You'll go Yeah but Tell that to the Club that might receive X amount of million pounds Because you signed that deal So it means a lot In that respect Oh yeah yeah I don't I don't dispute that But fans Place their faith and trust In people who sign extensions When the people Who have signed them Are the professionals And if something comes up That they want They will go The, the, the good thing about Signing uh, an extension Gordon From a, a manager's point of view is, is it reassures the players It reassures the fans That this is a guy Going forward And if you're trying to get guys to sign here, you obviously they're talking about McGregor and Davis and maybe a few others, and there has been players signed. 
you have that mm. continuity and I think that encourages people yeah it's, it's great news for Rangers however I give you Brendan Rodgers Celtic got £9 million in compensation people were asking for the day off work because they couldn't cope with the grief but if you don't want to stay you don't Gary McAllister says it was an easy decision for Stephen Gerrard and the staff to sign new deals at the club he says it's clear to see the progress that's been made he says last night's result just adds to that you know we came here as a team and that was part of the manager's decision to sign a new contract we signed as a team we're privileged to be able to come in here and, and work it's a fantastic facility great club so I'd like, like the manager on behalf of all the staff and all the coaching staff anyway we're all just delighted to, to commit well he's definitely grown into the job I, I knew I knew the the fact that you're coming to a, a club with high expectation you know he's, he's, he's lived with that his entire career so that's something I knew that he'd cope with but it's still new to him and I think as a a team of five or six and then we all the you know the physio staff and sports science staff I think things are moving on pretty well and there's progress has been seen the main job was to try and get some respect back for this club and, and this badge the kudos of doing well and getting back into that into the European campaigns and getting the you know getting to where we got last season and then and going one better this season I think that adds to that you know and, and, it, and that's just another mark of the progress Chris is also a Rangers fan on the line what's your point tonight Chris? Oh, watching the game last night, I uh, when when um, Ryan Kent was replaced by Shane Ojo, I, I thought, oh no! And sure enough, Ojo gave the ball away. He had it four times in the last ten minutes. He gave the ball away each time. In fact, for the free kick for the goal. So it was a bit of a dubious decision by Stephen Gerrard. Yeah, I think if you uh, watched Ryan Kent, he did well in spells last night and uh, he looked to be tired towards the end and uh, he's obviously through uh, Ojo and I think he's kind of split. I think he started relatively well, scored a load of goals, four or five goals in, in, in about eight or ten games. So it was a bright start for him, but he hasn't really kicked on and he has to actually up his levels, mm. Gordon. Because the level of criticism we were getting... About him on the show last night yeah. Sort of surprised me a little bit Like I know he's not been Winning everyone over But Some of the phrases That were getting banded yeah. about About him being The worst signing in years And, and stuff like that I didn't actually realise There was that depth of Disappointment out there I think in, in terms of When he's come on They're looking Rangers fans are looking for him To change the match They're looking for him To have an impact And it hasn't happened And uh, you know You could say that About Brandon Barker At the weekend There's been a few players Who have had that opportunity To come on and Make a name And show what they can do And Ojo has come into that bracket in the last 46 weeks So he really needs to get up and running again Maybe a goal to get him going But, uh, you know, from his point of view He has to mm. get going uh, You must be happy with the bigger picture though, Chris Getting through to the next round of the Europa League Superb, superb But to say, it was nearly all thrown away in, in, in 15 minutes That was the only thing that Nobody nobody brought that up as far, Not even in the newspapers but the thing no. is I take your point You know the last 15-20 minutes You know it was very much Back to, to the wall You know they were getting Deeper and deeper They were inviting pressure on uh, And I think the stats Had defended the actual Winning goal so much better as well I mean Chris is, is right Hugh If you look at the performance But it's not exactly surprising That people's main takeaway From the game Is that Rangers progress To the next round Rather than the fact that they Nearly threw it away By a ropey yeah. end I always go back to The dark days uh, because you have to understand <laughs> That's where you thrive Yeah You have to understand The dark days To appreciate What's going on now I go back to Rangers being Two up against Aloha And 17 minutes later When the game ended They lost 3-2 To 
to Alwa away. Now, with the greatest respect to Alwa, those are pretty dark days. And now they have someone who's doing a proper job. Yeah, all players cannot be brilliant on the night. There are occasional disappointments. Um, I took Rangers to win the Cup on Sunday. It was a very good prediction, ruined by <coughs> players who did not no. rise to the occasion. <laughs> so it happens. Uh, and I, I think Chris is wrong. Newspapers did draw attention to the fact that it all got a bit scary uh, when the, the board went up for four minutes of time added on and young boys had just scored. You thought, oh, oh. But they did hold on. And at the end of the day, the the scary moments, the good moments, the ecstatic moments, they all add up to qualification or non-qualification. And in Rangers' case, it was qualification. What about Ryan Jack sending off? Uh, I have to be honest with you, Gordon. I thought it was a bit naive to dive in. Uh, I know people say, oh, he's, he stopped it, but it was midway into their half. He'd already been on a, a yellow uh, card. Uh, again, he was put in the mire uh, by a bad play. I think it was with Kamara. And uh, ultimately, you know, he committed the first one uh, resulting in that yellow. But I think at that stage, you've just got to get there. Jockey, just hold your, you know, don't dive in, Hugh. Don't mm-hmm. give the referee a decision because, and the reason why I say it, it was a bit naive is because he is pivotal to what Rangers do. I think the emergence of this guy in the last season has been absolutely brilliant. He has taken his game to a different level and he's a driving force in the middle of the park. You know, when Stephen Davis is not there, he is a mm. go-to guy and, and he has risen uh, his, his performance over the course of the season uh, Chris Murchie is on Twitter uh, Murky or Murchie Hope I've pronounced that right I love it when the personal stories oh. come into it Hugh oh. His wife is Danish So I would love Copenhagen In the oh. last 32 So Mrs My, my son-in-law Murchie is Danish We could all go and visit his in-laws there There we go Flights are on Hugh You heard it here first Chris Get the producer Andy will take your details He'll cover your flight Right it's time for this Beat the pundit with the Scottish Sun. For the best football news and opinion online, the scottishsun.co.uk slash football. Beat the pundit time, the final one of the week. Your chance to win a signed ball if you've got superior footballing knowledge to Hugh Keevans or Alex Ray. Give us a call right now, 0141 951 1025. Be quick, the lines close at 7. Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's personal injury solicitors. Compensation you deserve. When there's been foul play, talk to Thompson's.com. You are the voice of Scottish football. Call 0141-951-1025. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Hugh Keevans and Alex Ray here with me, Gordon Duncan, on tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. We kicked off the show hearing from Stephen Gerrard looking back on last night's result for Rangers, which sees them through to the last 32 of the Europa League, along with Celtic. We've heard from Neil Lennon. We've looked at some of the possibilities for the next round. We've covered off Celtic's youngsters as well and asking you who caught your eye. So if you're still interested in those topics, please get your calls in. We're going to preview Saturday's action and we'll hear from Craig Gordon after we do this. Beat the pundit with the Scottish Sun. For the best football news and opinion online, the Scottish slash football. Beat the pundit time. Hugh Evans and Alex Ray both ready. One of them will be taking on Danny from Castle Milk. How are you tonight, Danny? I'm not bad yourself. Yeah, not too bad at all. I'm liking this, Hugh, because we're either going to have Castle Milk against Drumchapel or Castle mm-hmm. Milk against Denison. It's Friday night. I like I like the sound of that. It's a schemey. <laughs> I'm glad you said it right We're going to toss the coin anyway Danny If it's heads You are up against Hugh Evans, And if it's tails It's Alex Ray And it is tails 
it's Alex Ray It's Denison Against Castle Milk Let's give Alex a bit of a Clyde 2 to listen to You might be lucky You might get landed With a Christmas tune What's your favourite Christmas song By the way uh, What is it The Pogues Your favourite Yes Hugh you going for something A bit more out there Chris Rea driving home Okay uh, That's nice Yeah uh, Yeah. Are you happy with that uh, I like uh, All I want for Christmas Is Hugh of course you do Right anyway Clyde 2 for Alex I'll give him something else to listen to And that way he cannot hear your answers Danny Now I don't know if you've played before Danny You've got 30 seconds Head to head with Alex You can pass So if you don't know it Just pass it and move on to the next one Okay Yep Good man Danny Your time starts now How many goals has Alfredo Morelos got In the group stages of the Europa League Dean Campbell has extended his contract To which Scottish club Which team did Celtic purchase Olivier and Cham from uh, Man City What is the name of Partick Thistle's mascot? Oh, pass Which Celtic player wears the number 13? Bauer What nationality is Hamilton's Adrian Beck? Austrian Which Russian team did former Celtic player Aidan McGeady play with? Spartak Moscow Okay, okay, let's bring Alex Ray back did you get a Christmas tune? No We get it We never dance into Kenny Rogers <laughs> He's got the most maudlin song In the history of popular Ruby, music Ruby Don't take your love to town <laughs> Wow <laughs> This show has just plunged <laughs> To new depths uh, Right Danny's had his go Alex Are you yeah, ready go. for the same questions? Yes Right let's do it How many goals does Alfredo Morelos Have in the group stages Six. Of the Europa League? Dean Campbell has extended his contract At which Scottish Aberdeen. club? Which team did Celtic purchase Olivier and Cham from? Man say. What is the name of Partick Thistle's mascot? Pass. Which Celtic player wears the number 13? Uh, Griffiths. What nationality is Hamilton's Adrian Beck? Austrian. Which Russian team did former Celtic player Aidan McGeady play with? Lokomotiv Moscow. Oh. Oh, you're started. Do you think so? Nah. Nah, fair enough. Did you waving it away? <laughs> right, okay. You're harsh. Uh, Danny, what do you think? Feeling confident? Oh, I'll beat him. Happy him. Oh, happy him. There you are. Him. Danny's not bad, by the way. Oh, Danny's good, not bad. Let Castle me tell you. Speaks. Yes. Uh, how, ma- how many goals did Alfredo Morello score in the group stages? It is six. So he's the top scorer at the moment. You both got it, though. So good start. Mm. Dean Campbell's extended his contract at Aberdeen. You both got it to all. Great standard for a Friday night. Man oh. City was where Celtic got champ from. Three all. Desperate. What is the name of Partick Thistle's mascot? Kingsley Kingsley I thought you would get that Alex Did Danny get it? No he didn't So it's still 3 all. <laughs> uh, which Celtic player wears the number 13? See producer Andy who writes these questions He's one of these creative types Bit of a bizarre character in through there through the glass <laughs> He's just waving at us um, He's Friday the 13th That's clearly in his mind isn't it? That's why you look at him He's Nodding away look. He loves it So it is Moritz Bauer Alex okay. didn't oh. Danny knew it Oh, Maurice Bauer, great shout So uh, Danny goes one in front What nationality is Hamilton's Adrian Beck? I think you said Austrian Danny said Russian It's German Next door Which Russian team did former Celtic player Aidan McGeady play with? Difficult one You knew it was Moscow But it's Spartak oh. Not Locomotive Danny knew it Oh, wow Brilliant Danny Which means Danny ends up with a five And it's only a three for you yes. Alex Ray Well done to Danny Friday well done, night Danny. victory Danny On fire Was that sorry? You're well done fire. to you Well you done won. mate Aye, cheers. Look at that. It just takes it in his stride. Routine. Knew it. Take them all on. Yes. Danny, we'll get that ball. I'll get Alex to drop it off in Castle Milk. <laughs> oh, no, my car. You take the wheels off there in Castle Milk. <laughs> <laughs> no offence to the lovely people of Castle Milk. I can't believe he just said that. Um, but that's a good win for Danny. Yeah, Aye, five's good. good. Five's good. 
Just humour me I'll let you go for the next one Just in case you thought You were getting on to it Other than Aberdeen and Celtic Who was the third Scottish team Charlie Nicholas played for? Clyde I was just about to say Clyde as well, but yeah, I'm fair sure. enough. Nah, you had a blank look in your face. <laughs> there was, so there was yeah. no chance you were giving me Clyde. Right, 0141 951 1025. It's Friday night. What is tickling your fancy tomorrow? For me, the big story tomorrow is the arrival of Daniel Stendel as the Harps manager. A home game against uh, St Johnston. They are both at the foot of the table. For me, Anne Budge has taken a major gamble. With the appointment of Daniel Stendel, uh, someone who has been employed by Hanover '96 and Barnsley and been sacked by both, he has 100 games as a manager. Everyone speaks a lot about what a colourful, nice personality he is, but football management in particular is not a personality contest. It's about what you deliver, and Hearts need Daniel to hit the ground running. Tomorrow At home Against a side Who have toiled Like hearts All season long I think uh, One of the games That stands out for me Gordon's is St Mirren Livingston In terms of It's a good opportunity To pick up Maximum points For St Mirren uh, Hitting some good form At home as well And uh, I take Hugh's point on In terms of Standing it's a, For me It's a bit of a gamble Interested as well to see the makeup at the moment of his backroom team. So he does in time hope to bring some of the guys that worked with him at Barnsley. Andy Kirk is going to be his assistant at the moment yes. for the game tomorrow, previously in a role as reserve team manager. Um, so Austin McPhee, John Daly, Liam Fox, not involved, but not let go by Hearts. They get moved to sort of other roles, which I don't know how, how many yeah. roles there are to, to be filled at that level of coaching in a club, but, but there what, we go. What intrigues me, Gordon, is... Let's just go to John Daly For example What does Daniel Stendhal know of John Daly And what can he have Gathered about John Daly In the space of 48 hours And who is telling him That John Daly is not to be part of it uh, it's a strange one for me well, John Daly was effectively the reserve team manager Prior No Andy Kirk was was it was Daly, yeah, so it was no, Daly he was in the, co- the first team coaching staff yeah. Right okay because I, I think sorry, I've got I thought, that right Yeah anyway Um it's a strange one gone because where did they go? You know, if you tell me Andy Curtis is the, the reserve team manager, does Daly go from first team coach mm. then back to there? Where does Austin McPhee fit into this whole operation as well? And don't forget, and again, I've often said this in the show, if you're a manager coming into a place and you're not comfortable with one or two people, but why are they still in the building? Because oh. effectively he was the guy that wanted your job. So I think it's still a bit of a bizarre situation for the new manager. Even if it's with. only for one game, Alec. Surely you have John Daly and Austin McPhee round about you Because they've been there Alright, they've been there when results have been bad But at least they mm. know Miss players Hamilton. on an individual basis Yeah, good card tomorrow Aberdeen, Hamilton, Hearts, St Johnston, Ross County, Kilmarnock And St Mirren Livy Of course it's Sunday for both Rangers and Celtic Rangers go to Fir Park Celtic at home to Hibs uh, Championship tomorrow as well A couple of the standouts Thistle at home to Inverness uh, Air Alawa, we're Dundee United, there we are both as well. So there's a few things to look out for over the weekend. Let's speak to William, who is a Celtic fan in Craig End. Hi, William. Hello, good evening, guys. How's doing? You all right? Good. Yeah, not Thank bad, you, William. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's one for Alec and obviously Hugh as well. And I know Alec likes talking about levels, but see, see, uh, I don't know what it's I don't know what it's about in Scotland that we always seem to run our game down. You know, but I want to try and put it in a wee bit of perspective of what's happened uh, this year. Uh, 
the Scottish teams have accumulated the same amount of points as France this year in the coefficient table. And when you look at that, and we've, we've got double the points of countries like Denmark, Turkey and Greece. So when you look at that, I think when you look at our league, as far as levels go, I think our league helps our teams in Europe rather than hinder our teams in Europe. Uh, no, I think we've seen a rise in the level in our league and it helps rather than hinders. Uh, I don't know what the guys think about that, but I've definitely seen uh, an improvement in the league. You just, mean, you just let me give you, William, because you make a good point. Let me give you yeah. a wee update on the actual coefficient. So I think the combination of results last night, Celtic losing, Rangers drawing, we have been leapfrogged. Cyprus have gone back into 15th, 15th yeah. which is the, the magic spot, Hugh. That's the one we need for the yeah. two Champions League places. However, both Celtic and Rangers are through. Yes. They're going to play a minimum of four games, two each, and there's a pretty good chance we can get back in. To, to answer William's point there, Gordon, I think at the top of this show, Hugh and I both says it's mm-hmm. absolutely brilliant. It's a, you know we were struggling to remember the last time that both of them progressed after Christmas. So from that perspective, you have to give the old firm all the credit in the world because uh-huh. they have performed at a very good level. When you look at the groups, brilliant. And uh, however, if you look at the rest, I think you know Aberdeen. I think Kamarnock was extremely poor. Yeah. Uh, so you know you have to call it as that, and they have to, other teams have to contribute as well. And if Rangers and Celtic go on and kick on to the last sixteen, it will boost the profile. Mm. And I think that's a key thing: trying to bro- boost the, the brand, Gordon. And they have both done that in abundance this year. Because that's the thing, Hugh. This is where the draw will be interesting because we we sort of need another win. In fact, I think there are very few points in it at the moment in terms of getting back to that fifteenth. But if they could both uh-huh. get get kind draws and win one of those games each, or even. You know, we we're looking at a situation where we could have four more victories for yeah. for Scottish teams, maybe even more. So yep. there's there's room to to get that fifteenth spot back. If Rangers and Celtic progress to the round of sixteen, it will be tribute to Rangers and Celtic and not the league. We live in a country of haves and have nots where our football is concerned. Rangers and Celtic are able to bring in a calibre of player that the rest can only dream of, and. When they are in opposition to each other in the league, as they are at the moment, two points between them, then they are feeding off each other. You can't let your standards drop. You can't rest in your laurels. Rangers go to Motherwell knowing that midday on Sunday. Celtic know that if Rangers go top of the league by one point after the Motherwell game, they have to respond by beating Hibs at Celtic Park. They're feeding off each other. And they also have... A calibre of player that no one else can touch That's why they are doing what they are doing in Europe William, what type of draw gives us the best chance of the coefficient being boosted even further? I don't know if you've seen the possibilities Or if you heard us talking about them earlier on For your team Celtic the, the, like Wolves is the standout tie from a British perspective Alex Ray is very excited about that one oh, As yes. a former Wolves player um, Some other tough ties in there Shakhtar Donetsk, maybe Bayer Leverkusen But maybe more winnable ones as well Ludogorets perhaps, Apoel um, Roma, you've already been to Rome and been successful. What what sort of tie are you looking for, William? Uh, any tie, really. I, I mean, I, to be honest with you, I don't fear many teams coming to Celtic Park. You know, I, I think we've been home and away. I think uh, uh, coming to Celtic Park and making Celtic Park a fortress again is is part of that. And 
I know the tie, the first tie is away from, away from home, so maybe that does give Celtic uh, a better a better chance to get through the last 32. But I disagree with you with what you're saying there. It's just about Celtic and Rangers. I think when you look at Russia and Russia's other teams are out at this stage and the money that's in Russia right now, uh, I don't think you put too, you're putting too much emphasis on the budget, Stuart, I think. In my opinion But you are drawing a direct correlation Between the Scottish Premiership And Celtic and Rangers progress I am saying that Celtic and Rangers Within the Scottish Premiership Are feeding off each other But Aberdeen have played Celtic and Rangers Three times And haven't scored a goal against them yet And have lost a pile of goals against them And they are generally recognised As the third force in Scottish football Let me cause a bit of trouble And stir this up though Every time Celtic or Rangers go out of Europe And have a European disappointment We're inundated with phone calls Blaming the other teams in the league Because the league is not strong enough So surely When you flip that in its head If they're both successful Is there not credit to be given? Now my answer to that would be <laughs> If both Celtic and Rangers go out In the round of 32 It'll be because They were beaten by a better team Or let themselves down It will have nothing mm. At all to do with the Premiership So it doesn't have anything to do with the Premiership When they go out and they have disappointments Correct. In the first round or whatever Correct Either Okay Just I'll save that one for when the day comes again uh, William you can actually hang on the line And give us your thoughts on this as a Celtic fan Let's hear from Craig Gordon We've not heard from him a lot recently That's because he's not been playing And he says he doesn't know what the future holds No talks about a new deal at Celtic yet He's out of contract at the end of the season And he's desperate for more game time Want to play games And, and not playing games is... It's obviously going to hurt a little bit, and um, but that's that's the situation. Um, I want to play as many games as I can. So getting towards the latter years of my career now, I want to be playing. So um, yeah, every, every chance I get to, to go out and play, it's, it's a chance to, to take it. And, and you never know what's going to happen. Um, last year, my contract, so you know, January is going to be a, a big month as well. So I just wanted to go out there and show that I, I was still capable at the, the highest level. How tough is it when you've not had those discussions and you know that your, your contract's running out and as you say, you still want to play football, you've still got your left? Yeah, um, you know, there's, a, there's a few people in, in similar situations. There's, there's been a quite a busy time of, of contracts uh, at the club of, of getting players fixed up and um, yeah, for, for me it's just about, about playing games, playing football um, and, and that's what I'll concentrate on trying to do and, and give everything in, in training over the the next few weeks to to make sure I'm, I'm ready if I, if I get called upon. William, where is he at the moment? Hugh Keevans stuck up for him last night, didn't think he did much wrong but we've had a few tweets in saying that the Celtic fans didn't think he took his opportunity last night. What do you make of Craig Gordon? Where does where his future lie? I think obviously Celtic are, are, in, are in the market for a new goalkeeper. You know, I think obviously we we Foster being on loan. I think if we could get that tied in, it would be great. But I think Craig Gordon's been absolutely brilliant for Celtic uh, since he came in uh, last night. I think it was probably to fault for the second goal, but. I don't think you could put too much blame on blame blame on him because I know it's a specialised position, but I just look at it and say that he's came on he's came in cold like most of the players in the team last night. So I would give I would give Craig Gordon another year contract at least, you know. So I think he's a good guy to have run about the club and the experience that he's got. Uh, I think I would give him another year's contract at least. I'd do that for a variety of reasons. First of all. 
Southampton can not have failed to notice how well Fraser Forster's doing here. Uh, they'll bring him back with a view to selling him. Uh, Celtic may find themselves confronted by a transfer fee and a wage uh, that they might not care to pay. Uh, in that case, Craig Gordon's a handy guy to have around. Uh, Scott Bain is there, but he is clearly at the moment third choice because Craig Gordon played last night in the absence of Fraser Forster. I just think that you 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 keep Craig Gordon as an insurance policy. See, see him listen to his interview there, Gordon. It seemed to me as if he wanted to play. When you get to that age, yeah. Hugh, and you're sitting time after time on the bench, he's only kind of featured six times this season. So the older you get, and we want to languish on that bench. For me it's about going out and playing football uh, Because he's obviously made a few quid over the years He's not really been that coy about it really Hugh He's been, he's been quite open there yeah. about you know, I've not had any contact so, Some players have, I, I haven't Would Should that put other clubs in Scotland on Stand high by. alert? I'm not sure that Hearts or That's the obvious one because of his personal connection yeah. And the fact that they really really need a goalie So I, I think perhaps he's, uh, he's putting it out there for Celtic's benefit uh, To see if it Encourages Nibble. anyone to have a conversation with him Because as I say uh, Yeah he's cracking on a bit He's half my age Therefore he's cracking six, yeah. on a bit uh, But If Fraser Forster is not coming back mm-hmm. Then You want Craig Gordon about the place Thank you to William in Craig N For what it's worth Paul is back on Twitter I think you're starting to find some common ground He says I agree with you He did make some decent saves But most of which caused by his own poor distribution The defence doesn't look as though they trust him Like they do Forster That's Twitter at Clyde SSB This is a perfect time for you to give us a call 0141 951 1025 Good question Coming up on the full time teaser You're looking for 12 different goal scorers That's all I'm going to tell you I'll read you the question next Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Thompson's Road Accident Solicitors The compensation you deserve When you've been sidelined Talk to Thompson's.com Hugh Evans and Alex Ray Here with me Gordon Duncan On tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard We're going to speak to Alec Who's a Motherwell fan Very soon indeed Let's read out tonight's Full time teaser though And if you want to hear Your question on the show In the future You need to send it in To fulltime At Clyde1.com That's what we love about The full time teaser You provide the questions And we Try and get the guys to provide the answers It just doesn't always work out that way Correct. Uh, but they've got between now and the end of the show To come up with this Topical as well A lot made of Rangers Failure to score In the Betfred Cup final So Greg McComb says Since 2000 12 players Have scored for Rangers In a Scottish League Cup final Can you name them? So since 2000 12 different players have scored for Rangers In a Scottish League Cup final Boyd Yep, he got two, I think. Kenny Miller. Uh-huh. Jonathan Johansson? Nope. Dado Prusso? Nope. Nacho Novo? Mm, yes. <laughs> oh, you got there in front of me there. <laughs> uh, does Lovenkrantz come under? Yes, well done. That's you a good dent in it already. You've got four of the 12. So we're looking, you can play along with us if you want. Send your answers in. We are looking for, since 2000, 12 different players have scored for Rangers in Scottish League Cup finals. We've got Lovenkrantz, Novo, Boyd and Miller. Big game at Fir Park on Sunday. Let's speak to Alec, who's a Motherwell fan. You looking forward to Alec? Definitely, Gordon, definitely. I'm uh, looking forward to Hugh and Alec's prediction as well. uh, Well, I remember the last time when they were playing Ibrox, Hugh and Alec uh, predicted that Motherwell were going to get a doing. That's correct. Uh, How they came to that conclusion, I don't know, because Motherwell were sitting third in the league at the time. 
only six points behind Rangers. And if you think the team in third place is going to get a doing, the team six points in front of them. But as we all know, it ended up 2-1. And it was just to get their expert opinion for what the thing will happen this Sunday. <laughs> well, the, the, the good thing, Alex, is that we give the predictions before the game and you get the chance to call us daft after the game. So I wouldn't say daft, you. I'm not saying daft. <laughs> well, no, 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 no. Just uh, a wide that, of the mark, maybe. Wide I, of the mark. I, I, no, I, 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 I know do, that, I know I, that. I would also uh, draw attention to Aberdeen, for example, who were third in the league when Celtic were four up at half-time at Pataudry. Uh, and Rangers, I think Rangers took five, five off the Michaels as well. Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, yeah, but they're just, just an analogy. The league, yeah. Absolutely, yeah. So, right, so if you if you, you want prediction, then yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Rangers to win. How many? Uh, that's the crucial part. Three one. Right. Yeah. Listen, I think uh, you have to give credit to Motherwell Gordon. Three wins in the bounce. Um, no goals conceded in that time Absolutely yeah uh, And then I think you have to factor in The teams that they were playing against St Johnson, St Mirren And uh, I think it was Hearts mm-hmm. So you know But you have to still beat the teams in and around you I think it'll be a difficult game for, for Motherwell as well uh, I was at the game Covering it for Radio Clyde uh, The 2-1 game And I have to say I thought Motherwell were absolutely brilliant They put a high press on If they do that again at the weekend uh, I'll go for 2-1 to Rangers uh, Alec If you think back to that game You're right Motherwell got a lot of praise I think even Stephen Gerrard That you said they were outstanding I think yeah. is the word um, Does it give you even more confidence Alec That this one's at Fir Park Does that make you think You can go Go one better this time I think so Because when you're playing at home I think it increases Your chances uh, Slightly And I I don't know We ended up having the hard game Last Sunday And then having that game Last night I don't know if it'll have any bearing on the game on Sunday, but surely if it's a two really, really hard games, Mull to the full week arrest, I, I don't know if it maybe advantage Mull would ever so slightly wise. I don't what, know. What's your scoreline prediction, Alec? One nothing to Mullerwell. Right. Well, I'm, I'm writing this down. I've written your name down. She's going to phone you on Sunday night <laughs> I'll personally. Be, I'll be ready at two. <laughs> PM on Sunday to say Alec from Motherwell told me it would be one nil from Motherwell, yeah. and we'll see if you're right. Or not. Yeah, or on, on, a serious note, yeah. on a serious note, Alec, the Alex, um, what about Rangers' schedule going into this? Because we we often look for European hangovers and we don't really see them. Celtic and Rangers have dealt with the schedule very well, but as Alec quite rightly points out, Rangers have had a an even Bigger, busier, more difficult schedule this time Because you've yes. gone Aberdeen away You've then gone Celtic in a League Cup final yep. and, and then you've gone Young boys Any bearing at all Even on team selection or anything on um, Sunday? There may well be one or two Who uh, get mixed up Gordon In terms of you know bringing in fr- a freshness But when you're playing for Rangers or Celtic You have to go time after time And I think the key thing for Rangers Is it's the mental side of it More so than the physical Because it is a tight pitch And I think it's going to be a battle You know You look at some of the personnel uh, You know Young Long Cole's come out of a good game Polworth So they're going to In a good frame of mind But if Rangers are going to Do anything in the league They have to take three points Who's the main man For Motherwell at the moment Alec Who's the guy that you're Hanging your hopes on On Sunday uh, I think Polworth's been playing Really well His, his assists Have came really good And I think 
Gillespie as well. No, I mean, there's been points in matches where it's been quite tight and he's pulled off a couple of good saves and then Mullins went on to score a goal or two. So I think the goalkeeper and Polworth especially. Yeah, I spoke to Polworth yesterday, I think oh, it was the press. It. No, stop it. The press conference. Oh, I, I don't mean I was out. A big one. No, I don't, don't mean I was out uh, socialising with the guy. Um, but there was a bit of debate. Was it 11 assists? Was it 12? Um, either way, clearly Remarkable. an incredible return. And it was interesting to hear him because he said, um, like, really honest. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll play it on tomorrow's show But really honest Said um, That when he came to Motherwell The manager sat him down straight away And said You need to work harder You need to run more And he held his hands up and said Yeah I probably wasn't really bothered About that side of the game previously It's not, yeah. not something I really did Never liked it But, but now I'm doing it You can see the benefits as well Gordon Whether it's 11 or 12 assists I think the boy Hilton Has actually started to make a good impact as well I think he's got three hasn't he Across three assists, those three yeah, games absolutely, yeah. Yeah. So he's actually starting to kick on The boy Long Scored a couple of real important goals But they have a nucleus You've got Grimshaw You've got uh, kind of Mugabe uh, Kind of starting to make A big impression as well Gallagher's been brilliant You've got Campbell So you've got dogs Plus you've got guys That can play Tough game for Rangers and Dogs Sunday. is a compliment When in the <laughs> yeah, football context as, as Alec Ray mentions Right thank you very much Alec and Motherwell Hugh will be in touch At half past two <laughs> oh, On some can you, can, imagine, you can put your bottom dollar On he'll be in you, touch Can you imagine If the house phone rings And uh, it's Hugh Keevans On the other end what a way to ruin your Sunday that would be Alec and Mother 01419511025 um, What else tomorrow? I think because of the Motherwell context I suppose you could look at Aberdeen With the chance to go back into third Would they have? They surrendered it last week didn't yep. they When they couldn't get the win And Motherwell did Motherwell not playing until Sunday Aberdeen at home to Hamilton Ackies You would have to imagine that's a Stacked in favour But the Ackies did well At Celtic Park And they've seen A couple of signs recently That maybe they could Ackies beat them Was actually Last year they went up Mm. 1-2-0 Which was a No one would have Predicted that And uh, so you know But you would expect Aberdeen to be comfortable On the day Yeah I mean If Aberdeen Smoke St Mirren Went up there And caused problems Not so long ago Yeah Uh I think Aberdeen Yeah I think Aberdeen's Turned the corner a little bit Hugh you know Their recent results Have been okay A bad result last weekend Obviously but It's been Four wins out of six I think it was prior to that Well you go back to Hamilton Ackies at Celtic Park Frightened the life Out of Celtic On the night By Scoring A late equaliser And it took Scott Brown uh, To haul Celtic Out of the mess Then lost against St Mirren Didn't they The very next game Uh, So you never know The minute But uh, it, It certainly won't be A runaway win For Aberdeen If they want to win They need to work for it 01419511025 is the number At Clyde SSB is Twitter Let's speak to Simon in East Colbride Hi Simon Hello there How are you? Yeah not bad Just back from Back, back from Cluj In the car home yeah, From the airport um, Just want to see what, um, Well namely Mr Stevens. Just want to see what, what Well basically his thoughts On how far can Celtic progress Under Neil Lennon You know Obviously we've got one eye in the draw On Monday you know Absolutely Although I think we should have Both eyes on Hibs And leave Monday Until Monday Oh that's for the players Hugh Fans are looking at Where they're going next Come well, on Let's, the, the let's simple, get stuck Into the possibilities The simple answer To the question Is that Celtic have been Magnificent To take a side for, From Serie A And beat them Home and away To play a side Like Wren And not lose uh, And to beat Cluj when it mattered And lose to Cluj When it didn't matter it's been a good campaign for Celtic. Uh, it will depend where they go from here. Will depend entirely on the draw because there are sides in there uh, that will provide Celtic with terrific Tough. opposition. 
uh, There are others in there That Celtic would regard As being beatable So Simon We're going to have to wait Until the draw How, how was the trip Simon Was it was it a straightforward trip Simon Or was it planes Trains and automobiles Have you been all over the place No no no, no. It, it, it was just direct There was actually A few of your colleagues um, Alison Conroy on, on the flight And stuff So yeah It was a good trip Lots of cheap beers And stuff but <laughs> Oh lovely Priorities Of course of course, we've, we've got one eye on domestic matters, but it's good, it's good for a Scottish team to top the group. Can't say that for the other half of Alex Ray's team, perhaps. But yeah, we go. Simon, See, you were, you're bit. doing so well there. You're clearly <laughs> full of that cheap hooch for over by. But listen, I think, I think when you look at Celtic's draw, I think the line share of that group uh, will be in favour favour for uh, Celtic. You would expect him to go through, and there's one or two. Well, in terms of the the possible. Possible draws, Gordon. If you, as I said to you, if you look at some of the the, the possible ones, if, if Celtic got someone like a a Bruges or an Eintracht Frankfurt who are eleventh in the German league, I would uh-huh. expect Celtic to go through there relatively comfortable. Uh, Appel, is uh, Ed? You know, I would expect them to Celtic's, actually go through against them. Celtic's great asset is Celtic Park, sixty thousand people. They've managed to turn Europa League into Champions League. The atmosphere is exactly the same Because that had dipped for a bit hadn't it I don't oh, mean yeah. the atmosphere But the this idea that it's a, a difficult place to come There have been a few disappointments But they seem to have really got it back yeah. In recent times uh, the, the, the games against Lazio and Rennes uh, Were terrific examples of that Celtic Park and Ibrox On these nights uh, It could be Champions League football Because of the atmosphere <laughs> Therefore that will be the Greatest asset For the pair of them Whoever they get Hugh Over the last couple of years When Celtic were getting Knocked out of Europe People coming on and going Oh it doesn't matter We're going for titles Which is fine mm-hmm. There's an appetite back For this now You can see it You know people are looking forward to it Guys are coming on saying We're looking forward to the draw And I think that's They were selling themselves short With that prediction About not being interested In, in European football Because it really Gets the profile On the right direction Right Simon You're on your way back From Romania What are you hoping for For the next trip well, I'm not sure anywhere anywhere was decent beer. I'd just like to add a final point. Um, Mr. Stevens would probably agree with me. Young Scott Robinson last night was excellent. Hopefully that's a sign in the future because the middle of the park were a bit light, I feel. Well, Celtic, yeah, Celtic are fortunate in that they have Scott Robertson coming through. Um, they have already in the team Jeremy Frimpong. They have uh, Karamoko Dembele. Uh, there's clearly an assembly line growing there And uh, every club would love to have that Yeah, I mean Alex, because we shouldn't lose sight of that bigger picture I know we're in the midst of the, ma- the, the Thursday-Sunday, Thursday-Sunday madness And it's all about trophies and it's yep. all about results But clubs need to be bringing these guys through And in recent years, Celtic have done it You can rhyme them off, Forrest, McGregor, Tierney Now like Mikey Johnson just below that Is Scott Robertson and Karamoko Dembele Are they next? Um and that's the challenge for Celtic and Rangers because of where Rangers have been in the yeah. last few years. They've not they've not done it yet. They've not been able to. How do you do it this season though when there's the, the opportunities to take risks, if you like, are, are minimal? Yeah, I think uh, it was a perfect opportunity to bring the young boy Robertson into the mix, Gordon. And I was listening to Simon there saying that you know that we're not that. I think they're blessed in the middle of the park, Celtic. When you look at the personnel, so. The, it may well be fleeting that you see these young guys, Gordon, because see when you've got Insham, Beaton, uh, Brown, McGregor, you know, they're very, very good players and it's trying to kind of dislodge the guys. But it's always encouraging when they break through because it shows that the academy's going in the right direction and delivering guys in the first team. 
Okay, thank you very much, Simon, who is somewhere on his. I think he sounds as if he's close to East Kilbride, but he's been in Romania. So thanks to Simon. Simon, give us a call back when you book the next trip. Oh one four one nine five one one zero two five. Greg has got a question for you tonight. He's looking for twelve different players who've scored yes. for Rangers in Scottish League Cup finals since two thousand. You've got Peter Lovenkrantz, Nacho Novo, Chris Boyd, Barry and Ferguson. Kenny Miller, Barry Ferguson, yes, Stephen Naismith. Barry Ferguson did it against Was that against Gordon DL's side? Anyway um, Stephen Naismith No Yelovich. Oh. Yep Against Celtic in 2010-11 Stephen Davis Yep Same game uh, Lafferty No Dashville No uh, Struggling now Shuggy boy Seven down <laughs> Flo Fowl He sneaked in Well done Same oh, game as Barry Ferguson Lovely Okay Eight down Four to go We'll get them next Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's personal injury solicitors, the league leader for compensation. Talk to Thompson's.com. Hugh Keevens and Alex Ray are running out of time on tonight's full time teaser. Big thank you to Greg McComb who sent it in. If you want to hear your question used in the show, the address you need is fulltime at Clyde1.com. Greg says since 2000, 12 different players have scored for Rangers in Scottish League Cup finals. You're doing pretty well You've got Tori Andre Flo Barry Ferguson Peter Lovenkrantz Nacho Novo Chris Boyd Kenny Miller Stephen Davis And Nikita Jelovic So you've got four to get Yes I'm going to say Buffel No Fernando Yes Fernando Rickson Well done You ready for this one? Mm-hmm. Mo Ross Yes Oh So you've, you've now honed in on one of the games that you were missing Yeah I know Which yes. game was it? It was a 5-0 trouncing of your lot, wasn't it? No? I think it was 5-1, please credit where it's due <laughs> was It a was a bad enough day without you taking the one goal away <laughs> To be fair, it was a mishap um, <laughs> so It wasn't I, great I'm not exactly sure who else uh, is it a th- I'm thinking there's another one in that The 0-4-0-5 final yes. was Rangers 5, Motherwell 1 Thank you for reminding me You've got Rickson, Novo, Ross from that day Couple more to go You've got another answer as well So you're down to the last two That's fine We'll keep, We can leave it there You've still sure. got Still got plenty of time uh, To come oh. up um, Hugh can I just congratulate you On, on still going strong you're, you're still here Because earlier on We were at the Cash for Kids lunch yes. And we weren't at the same table And I was a little bit worried because I was trying to look over Thinking right <laughs> Is he having a glass? We're <laughs> on air at six o'clock He likes the red sometime Please drink responsibly um, And I was just in the back of my mind But you're the consummate professional You're here You're fit And it's been good fun I was being well looked after The lunch was absolutely terrific The money We'll tell you about it tomorrow The money raised was sensational Let me tell you that uh, And I was in great company With uh, Mark and JP From Trust Deed Scotland And uh, they looked after me And if I felt like going Dean Martin they put their hand out to say Think of Super Scoreboard The only other consideration though Is we left here at 4 o'clock yep. We left the, the, the lunch I should say At 4 o'clock to come in We left Gordon DL behind uh-huh. Now we're on air At midday on Sunday So as long as he's found before then no, I think we're okay no, 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 no. He's off tomorrow So as long as we find him By Sunday lunchtime He'll be back for the European draw And I don't mean Monday's European draw I mean next season's Champions League qualifiers I've got faith in him I've got faith in him Sunday lunchtime As long as we find them before then It is all good Right <laughs> uh, Let's squeeze in a call John is in Maryhill Hi John Hello How you doing Paddle? Good John. John How are you? What's on your mind? Uh, uh, well basically what I put it to Alex He's a bit bomb of Barisic. Right, This is a guy last year in the Rangers I thought 
Nobody had any faith in a guy at all. And if he said in the summer sell, nobody would have cared. But see the start turn around this year? It's unbelievable. The guy is an absolute warrior. And I think he's at prime age of his career now, 26. He could play comfortable at any top European club right now. What's your thoughts on that, panel? Yeah, I... Um... John, I'm one of the guys who said that, again, his mentality and so forth, uh, and I have been corrected, stand corrected, and uh, I'm quite happy to say that. He uh, he struggled to cope with the physical side of the game, uh, the demands that a club like Rangers presents, and I think the turning point for me was the St Mirren goal, you know, the winning goal, and the, the late stages of the game. And from then, he has grown in stature. He uh, defensively... Uh, has been spot on and uh, offensively you know he gives a brilliant out ball down that left side with quality does that show you the power of confidence because ultimately listen, it was a great strike but it was a free kick he's not he's not judged yeah. on no but it's almost as if since then his defending's improved and everything's yes. improved so is that is that a confidence thing Without is that a psychological yeah, thing yeah well it's, it's a belief God that you belong at a club that size because it can either you can either sink or swim it looked as if he was kind of struggling badly and uh, hence the reason why Rangers were going with Andy Halliday or John Flanagan at left back and you look at this guy and you go you know the, the actual level and quality he's got you're talking about Croatian international they're going to the, the next major tournament as well Croatia and he was playing on a regular basis and you're thinking where are the performances but now when you see him since uh, that time maybe about 20 games ago he is now looking like a good international player who could have a a long reign at Rangers in that left back berth. John's got him slotting in at top European teams. Would you go that far in your place? Well, listen, if you're playing for a, a club like Croatia, were they third in the last major tournament? I know it's no, a the different... final. They made it to the final. Well, they, well, so they got to the final. So you're looking at a good level of, uh, you know, international football qualified again. Uh, so he could potentially kick on, uh, you know, and if he shows that, particularly in Europe as well, Gordon, because with the greatest respect to a league, if you're showcasing it at the top level against your portals and so forth, then you get good prestige on the back here. John, was that his best performance last night? Is that why you, you chose tonight to phone in about it? Uh, he's had a few performances where his goals obviously stand out in games where he scored, but just defensively and offensively going up down that line, he's brilliant. The guy's got a left foot, he's 10 assists so far this year, he's only going to get more. Is that, did you say 10 John did you say 10 assists he's had so far 10 assists so far this season If that's correct that's a decent return Halfway through a season it's, it's impressive Because we, we obviously gave Polworth a lot of credit mm. as well From a more offensive role It's maybe an indication also that We're quick to arrive at judgments on players uh, Without giving them the chance to get, get over the bedding in period And, and then Actually display what they can do um, We had that Great controversy over Christopher Julian At the start of the season uh, £7 million A lot of money for Scottish clubs um, Shaky start And people begin to talk I wouldn't play him against this one I wouldn't play him against that one um, And you know he, he's come good yeah. uh, So And I include Pundits and that Perhaps we are quick to arrive at judgments on players Yourself always, perhaps yeah, Without question uh, <laughs> just, just wondering And uh, perhaps we don't always get it right Okay thank you very much John and Mary Hill Final call of tonight Thanks again for your thoughts Just quickly then before we get your answers to the teaser Let's do a bit more on tomorrow Because I think you'll agree We've got a cracking day coming up St Mirren Livy What yeah. do you make of that one Hugh Because St Mirren are Buoyed by the fact that they got the win against Hamilton last oh. time But they need to hope that it's obviously this 
the start of a run rather than a one-off. You really must take advantage of being at home. That's going to be the theme from now until the end of the season, whether you're St Mirren, Hart, who are at home tomorrow, uh, St Johnston, who are toiling, uh, and St Mirren against Livy. That has to come into the winnable category for Jim Goodwin. And the thing is, Alex, they then go to St Johnston. So you're yes. talking about teams right round about you. After the game against Motherwell, Jim Goodwin said, Motherwell are miles ahead of us. And we won't be judged on games against Motherwell. We need to beat the teams round about us. Yep. The next game, they beat Hamilton 1-0. It's Livy tomorrow and then it's St Johnson. So how important a period crucial. is this for St Mirren? Yeah, crucial. I think Jim Goodwin will be looking to try and maximise the points, uh, as you say, Gordon. A win tomorrow potentially could leapfrog them up to eighth. Get them further away from your St Johnson's, your Hamilton's and Hearts. Uh, and, and that would be brilliant because at one point it looked as if they were going to get kind of kind of bend that bottom and aesthetically it looks better If you're sitting at the mid-table uh, And Jim will be looking to try and do that In the next couple they, of games They scored my goal the weekend Last weekend They did Cammy McPherson Cammy McPherson uh, So they have to rely on people like young Cammy Coming through uh, But home games Essential Teams like Livy Must be regarded as beatable Okay we are always on the lookout For the full-time teaser questions You send them in we try and catch the pundits out with the answers So Greg McComb Thank you to you Greg for sending tonight's in He says since 2012 Different players have scored for Rangers In Scottish League Cup finals You've got Tori Andre Flo You've got Barry Ferguson Peter Lovenkrantz Morris Ross Fernando Rickson Nacho Novo Chris Boyd Kenny Miller Steve Davis Nikita Jelovic Two to get I think it is Avalazzi? Nope What about Marvin Andrews? Nope um, Right area of the pitch though Yeah uh, Kyriakos? Oh brilliant I thought you weren't oh. going to get that one You got a double In that game against Mullerwell no, Do you know the thing is I had a centre half in my mind Yeah Gordon. And the last one you're looking for I think he did it Multiple times I'm looking at him here Yeah I think he did Much more of a recognised goal scorer What a career this guy had Dubois? Nope uh, What a career he had Falls so. into that same bracket though Where his, his career elsewhere Probably Top ranks tour. above What he did when he was here He was good when he was here But I'm, I'm You know he came with quite the CV Very very different hairdo From you Alex Ray oh, Very different uh, can, uh, can, The Kinesia Claudio Kinesia oh. Well done <laughs> We got there in the Good end Thank you sorted. to Hugh Keevans And Alex Ray Fantastic weekend of football Coming up First of all Before we even get to Sunday We're here tomorrow Two o'clock We'd love for you to join us So please do And in the meantime You can really get your weekend started GBX Friday's up next Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors, the form team for compensation for more than 40 years. Talk to Thompson's.com.